last time on Almost Heroes. Uh, we open the episode with the party awakening at the Star Warden after viewing the Starfall on the on the balcony the evening prior. After some hijinks that included an earthen fist, a broken door, and possibly a sentient mustache, Rangrim explains what he saw in the sky and how it resembled the scene when they entered Bryn's soul stone. Then, Bryn enters with a large Sakalian continental breakfast, and the group discusses the ominous dream that they, Bryn, and Callahan included dreamt the previous night. After some deliberation and deciding that Bryn indeed does need a babysitter, we continue while we continue our business in town, Callahan hands over the robes he had acquired for us so we can hopefully pass his acolytes to enter the city limits. Glenn, using his talents in creating disguise to help our cause further, and then only after a brief fashion montage, the group left, <laughs> leaving Bryn at the Starwood Inn and taking Callahan's lead to the gates. And after a short inspection, the group gained entry into the city. After removing their robes upon entry, the party ventures into the city with their mission in mind, but are distracted by the unfamiliar, a shop that Rangrim thought would have some cool stuff. Upon entering, the party realizes that this is indeed the shop that Jargot, the Rakshasha enchanter, uh, currently uh, actually owns. But they are greeted by a strange wizard in purple robes that Rangrim on a previous occasion helped him get into a traveling college of wizards. This wizard had introduced himself as Felda, told us he was not able to sell any of the things until Jargot returned. Rangrim, frustrated that he couldn't get any of the good stuff, Rangrim pulls a linen cloth off of a mirror standing in the room. Rangrim stares into the mirror, feeling himself falling until he realizes he isn't in the shop anymore, but on a different plane, standing in front of Jargot. Thank you very much, Dan. Uh, that brings us to episode 91, Hellraisers. So, when we last left our Almost Heroes story, the three of you had managed to, with the help of the uh, Claire Callahan, sneak back into the intersection of the gold break, uh, with the intention of finding out, you know, what you could learn at the Grand Archive and spending some of that gold that's been burning uh, a hole in your pocket for some time now. However, after shortly, uh, you know, entering into the Enchanter shop, Rangrim's curiosity uh, got the better of him, and he found himself in an unfamiliar and very hot place where he was greeted by a familiar Rakshasan face. Uh, Rangrim, you land hard on this hard, dusty earth. Well, not earth, uh, ground for sure. Um, and as you're kind of looking around, you're seeing that like it is desolate and it is also kind of difficult to see far away because there is just a, almost like you're in a blow dryer just hot wind is just blasting you and you can see like the the air has like this brownish red kind of like haze everywhere that just like this wind that's going almost completely sideways constantly 
Um, and the ground itself is like hard and cracked. And I made of that same kind of like reddish brown material, very like Mars-esque, if you, if you will. Um, and then from time to time, you can see that there are just like explosions of heat and light that are kind of in the distance, geysering up kind of uh, from time to time around you. Um, but that is neither here nor there because directly in front of you, you see the very, very uh, confused and uh, slightly, slightly frustrated face of uh, Jargot. The, uh, the white tiger Rakshasa um, with his kind of twisted hands holding on to a cane and a one of his, his one bulging like blue eye that is just like looking at you. Randgrim, what in the prime material plane are you doing here? Um, I was looking for the bathroom. Looking at you confused, like squinting at you with all these kind of like non-similar eyes. You are looking for the bathroom in... Where uh, were you when you were looking for the bathroom, Rangrim? Oh, all right, okay. You, um, you got me. Fuck, it's hot here. <coughs> Why do you... You came here willingly. This is... um. We were at your shop. There was a guy there. He didn't want to sell us stuff. And I, I just pulled the, the thing off this mirror. And um, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Here I am. He rolls his eyes. Um, one of them taking longer than the other to do so. And just kind of like shaking his head. So I was going to have a nice, relaxing trip to hunt down some dust rooms and oh okay all right well congratulations you've officially made it to the nine hells do you need a, a badge or something uh I, I'm, I don't I don't need a badge or, or nothing um can you just do some of your like target magic and just send me back to your shop? That would be, that would probably be cool. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cage that. I'm gonna, end, I'm gonna end that that for one second because I want to go back to. So you're having this conversation with Jargot. I want to mm -hmm. go back to the unfamiliar and see what Cosmo and Glenn, Cosmo uh, and Glenn, you guys both just saw Rangrim pull the uh, cover off of this mirror in the corner. And now you can see that like in the, like through it before there was nothing. Now you can see that there is just, you can see a like a wind blasted red, like just kind of like scape. And you can just see Rangrim talking to Jargot inside this mirror and you can't hear anything they're saying, um, but you're just, you see this through the mirror and Rangrim is gone. He is not on your side of the mirror at all. Um, and you hear Felda from the back goes, well, your friend's dead. So are you gonna buy something or uh, otherwise I'd like to get back to my stories. Rangrim. Jarget does not look uh, happy there. 
Then Glenn slowly turns to Felda and goes, uh, so you were saying you could enchant things, or what was the... Ah, uh, yes, yes. If there's anything in particular you'd like to improve, like, you want, like, a sword that's, like, more cool and magical and has, like, you know, more power to do cool, magical things, I'm happy to do so. That's... The plus one, if you were going to, like, dial it down to numbers. <laughs> if we were to empirically apply values to uh, things you could do a weapon. Uh, that's actually interesting, since we apparently, and Glenn, like, so it looks towards the mirror, have some time to kill. Uh, uh, yeah, I would love maybe some of my armor. You wouldn't mind taking a look at it, but you also mentioned you might be able to interact with weapons and en enhance those. I'd be curious if uh, Chandrell here might have anything to say about you trying to kind of creep into the veil of her uh, of her place. I would love to see what uh, type of pushback she might give you. So, uh, do you have like a changing room or do you just want me to strip here? Because that might be a little weird. I do not wear anything underneath my armor. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say no, but uh, I can give you a changing room. And he kind of like waves his arms up and without your even, <laughs> like literally just from the floor comes like a basically like a, a circular uh, changing room that like the, the drapes kind of go up in the air and then just kind of drip drape back down around you. Um, and uh, so you're in the changing room. Cosmo, what are you doing? Cosmo is just, uh, he's like, do we... Do we need to help him? Is can you see that, or am I? Oh no, he's he's most certainly going to die. So we <laughs> might as well just leave him, mark him for dead. Oh, I, I mean, I know it's real easy for you to just leave him for dead, but uh, that's my friend. So uh, can I when just like throws the armor over like the top poop and goes, yeah, it's our friend, and just like keeps doing his thing. I mean, you're more than welcome to go in after him, but I would not reckon I would not recommend it. Uh, that's kind of a one-way trip, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. I can't just like stick my arm in there and grab him. Uh, you're welcome to try. Try it. Seems like bad. Seems bad. I mean, uh, it's a bad idea. Yes, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend it's not. Uh, Co Cosmo puts his uh, ear. His Penguin, do do you copy? Are you putting your ear against the mirror? No, I'm putting my ear on my oh, air air, air, oh. air whiz. What do we call them? Air no. air air wigs. Air wigs. Yeah. Air wigs. Uh, absolutely, absolutely nothing. It is it is static. Um, it's I'm not really getting anything from him. Uh, shoot. Uh, from behind the curtain, it's like I mean we've seen Rangram pull you from the brink of death and I've seen him pull himself from the brink of death. I, I think he's brought me from the brink of death. I'm not necessarily worried about it. Besides, I mean, he's with Jargon. He'll, he'll be fine. It's, it's only as threatening as, you know, Felda's making it sound. It, it should be fine. It'll be fine. All right. Well, I mean, he is stuck in the nine hells. That's not a good thing. For the Nine Hells or for Rangrim? Probably the latter. That's fair. How about... Uh, Felda, do you have anything while you're taking a look at my 
sword and armor that I might be able to borrow for a quick little ins and outsies of uh, the Nine Hells? Uh, hmm. I mean, I have... This is so difficult. Hmm. Kind of a yes or no question, but yeah, it's fair. I guess it could be difficult. Uh, he's like looking around and everything's covered and like the whole, the whole place. And he's kind of looking around and he looks up on the, on the wall and he sees that there's this like gladius up there that is just kind of hung up on the wall and goes, Oh, I don't think Jargoth would be very happy if I were to lend this to you, but uh, I mean, what are you, you're leaving all these as collateral? Is that what you're saying? You'll, I mean, you'll certainly bring them back. Uh, I will at least be back for my double-bladed scimitar, absolutely. If I left Chandrel here, I don't think you fully grasp what I've done to get Chandrel back once, uh, and I don't think you or the Nine Hells could stop me from getting her back a second time, so absolutely it's there for collateral. Uh, that means we get to take down the shiny Gladius that uh, Jarkon was not willing to part with previously for a reasonable price. I'm absolutely down to bring it back. Um, roll me a persuasion check. Thank God I'm good at those. Oh, and you might Cosmo dice. I can't. I can't roll. I can't roll Glenn dice. Bad vibes. Nat twenty. Let's go. Oh my Let's God. go. <laughs> Uh, Felda looking Never at you, fails. kind of like, like you could tell that he's stuck, but he's torn between. Jargot could get really mad if I do this, but also it's not my store, and I kind of <laughs> want to get back to my stories. So he kind of just goes, "Oh, what can it hurt?" And he pulls it down off the wall, uh, like out of its, out of its. Like you can see that his hands go through some sort of protective barrier that's around it, and pulls it off of the wall and uh, sets it down. And uh, BK, I'm going to send you this, this, uh, the stats of this weapon so that you can look into it. <laughs> I only uh, use sentient weapons. It was the double-bladed scimitar with Chandrel in it. It was the rapier from Joro, which can fly. And <laughs> now it's this. I refuse to use weapons that don't have a personality. So you're currently unarmored though, right? You do not, do not have your armor on wearing like a really nice like silk robe okay make sure you you uh you have a dope yeah you'll have to update your uh you're yeah you're gonna have to update dnd beyond a couple different ways uh this this, uh, oh, this, yeah. this podcast sponsored by dnd beyond but um yeah you're gonna have to remove your armor and then also add the gladius which will not be attuned currently and i have to remove the double-edged scimitar which also affects my ac yeah uh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a weird fight for you um, oh, if you get into a fight uh, in the Nine Hells. But uh, so hey, uh, Cosmo, as Glenn's coming out with like the robes on, it's like Cosmo, I'm uh, somehow more squishy than I was before. <laughs> Please don't let me get hit, and uh, I hope this works. Wait, wait, what are you doing with that thing? Easy. Do you even know what that is? Glenn grabs the gladius and holds it in his hand does anything happen uh you hold it in your hand and a you you start hearing <laughs> i can oh just tell he God. just he just saw he, the he just saw the stat block for the item 
Oh my god, y'all are fucked. <laughs> Wait, this is Baldur's weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You you hear a voice that just goes, ugh, like, so like just some other, just like, you are way not strong enough to be able to wield me, so <laughs> I just like, do you want to just like put me back now or just like die and have someone find me? Like, come on, man. And this voice is emanating from the sword itself. Lynn, like while he's holding it and he hears it, he's like, was that out loud or just into my head? Oh, it was out loud for sure. There's a, I think that there is a, I think there's a, like a, a small, like part of the, the sword is moving. <laughs> like it's clacking together. Like it's a mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, just holding it. He's going to kind of look to Cosmo goes, I don't necessarily know if, uh, this much personality is what I was expecting. There might be a little bit of a clash, but I mean, I could use this for the time being, or maybe Cosmo, this might fit you a little bit with that, that strength of yours. I, I still have Admin's double blade scimitar I could be using if you wanted to uh, maybe try to qualm this grumpy teenager. How old are you? I like say to the sword. How old are you? That's a good point. And he hands it to Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmo. Um, all right, sure. I mean, it tries to hand it to Cosmo. I oh, guess. I all right. There's any bonding that this thing does. You try to hand it to Cosmo, and you, uh, you, okay, you hand it to Cosmo. Um, and Cosmo, this thing is in your hand for about two seconds before it disappears and reappears in Glenn's hand. Oh, shit. Hold on. DM. <laughs> Can Do I, I get can the I, effects of this weapon? I haven't read it fully, so probably can, can not. I, can I please have the weapon? Cosmo uh, puts his hands listen, out. listen, okay, listen. I, I may have put in some kind of spell to make sure that it stays with this elf here. I don't know... I don't really want to. I told it'll take forever to change around. Your friend's probably dead already. I don't. I don't even know if it's worth it at this point. And so, I. Uh, I mean, you I really look, want me to transfer it. I look over at the mirror. Do I see Rangrim still talking to Jargat? Jargat. Um, you don't see Jargat or Rangrim in the mirror anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah, we still have time. It's fine. Do it. Oh, okay. And he's just kind of like waves his hands around and does like a, a few things and he's probably like he probably like he's he's it's taking him some time to, to do this and it's um he's making a bunch of words that you're like those don't sound real like there's all some bippity boppity boops and some like other things in there you're like this sounds like a bunch of crap uh and then um suddenly the sword disappears from glenn's hand and appears in cosmo's hand although i would have really loved to have seen glenn wield this weapon because it's uh, absolutely the wrong weapon for Glenn. But it also would have given me action, action surge, which would have been wild on a, a rogue. I think you uh, should have used it, man. I, it would have been hilarious. I want to see uh, Cosmo cause some ruckus in the Nine Hells. Uh, yeah, so Glenn, hand, like once it kind of 
teleport from his hands, Glenn's gonna pull out Adna's double-bladed that kind of was broken apart and mended in the middle. And uh, I don't think it's nighttime, so I thought it's glowing at this time, but uh, I do get the only reason, the main reason I wanted it is to get a little bit of my uh, AC back. And I just say to Cosmo, go, uh, pray to God that whatever or whatever conversation you're about to have with that sword keeps Rangram alive, because that thing's got some got some attitude. Oh, all right. Well, uh, uh, greetings, Gladius. Uh, my name is not Gladius. You didn't even ask me my name this entire time. Like, yeah, okay. Your name's Bob now. That's your name. Okay, cool. That, that's fine. I know that's not really a bad name at all. I just that's the first one that came to my head. All right, right. I'll call you whatever you uh, your preference is. Like it, that was what I was told. My apologies. All right. Well, my name is the Gladius of the Ever Everfighter, but you can call me Chet. I can call you Chet. Chet. Yes, I love that it's Chet. Uh, right. Your last, are you any affiliation to Tom? Is your last name is Hanks? It, Chet Hanks? Oh, is it, is, is it another, is it another sword? Is it just because it's another sword that you just assume are related? Can we all, can we all talk to the sword? It's talking out loud, yes. I'm going to be honest, I did think all swords were related, so that might be a thing that I need to work on for myself. Thank you for highlighting an implicit bias that I can work on. Thank you, Chet. I'm better from this. Yes, agreed. Well, I... I apologize for my implicit biases of swords and weapons. I have never held a sentient sword. Well, congratulations. You seem to be a little bit more beefy, still not really up to the level of my previous owner, but you know what? It's whatever, it's fine. Uh, just, I think this is gonna be a temporary relationship, so as long as we're kind of both, we are both going to it. No, thinking about that, it's it should be fine. We'll just kind of, we'll just kind of Ride it out, see what it is, but we'll know it's just kind of like a temporary thing, you know, a one day kind of kind of situation. We'll take it day by day. I have so many regrets giving up that weapon now that I just read a line that says as an action you can speak the weapon's command word to transform it from simple to martial. I didn't realize that was a thing, but that is sick. <laughs> if you want to retcon it back, I'm sure you can nope, convince nope, nope, potentially. Nope. I'm throwing okay. Cosmo straight into the nine hells of the first. <laughs> I, I love. Okay. I love. I'm getting to the bottom of it. It says, "See an imbalance? Let's fix it." <laughs> the whole page, just top. Yeah, the entire thing. all of it. All right. Okay. I love you boys, but I want to make sure we get we get through right. more than going to one place today. So, what what would you like to do? All right. Great. Well, uh, Chet, I realize we're going moment to moment on this uh, new relationship, but are you down to uh, go help me friend escape? From the nine hells. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Okay, I persuade. That's pretty good. It's a nineteen. Okay, um, I'm gonna say that with a nineteen, uh, I'm gonna say that you are getting closer to attunement. The way you're gonna tune this weapon is by impressing Chet or like making him like you, and then that is going to be the way that this weapon gets attuned. You are not attuned yet, which means that you are getting the base stats of the sword, um, but which is just a gladius without any abilities at all. So, um, but hopefully uh, you can uh, you can uh, you know impress them with your uh, martial talents. But great for the time being, it goes. Uh, like, 
yeah, like, let's do it. Let's just go, like, save the day. I guess that's what, you know, swords are for and whatnot. But you know, we could, like, go to a cool place. We could, like, you know, like, go to a movie or something. But no, it's fine. Let's go. Well, let's go to the Nine Hells and let's go, like, get in a battle or whatever. It's cool. Well, I mean, after we're done doing this, we can go see a, a movie or something. Do you... That sounds that sounds nice. Okay, all right, all right. Now I'm excited. Let's uh, let's go uh, let's go save this this friend of yours, or at least confirm that they're dead, according to the screaming wizard. Great. Let's off we go then. Uh, as we're like getting close to the the mirror, Glenn's gonna look over to Felda. Goes, if Chandrell says no to whatever the hell you try to do, it means no. I will find out whatever you did to that weapon, and if I'm coming back from the nine hells, just. To Imagine what I could do on this plane. Cosmo, you ready? Ready. Ready, Chet? Right. Uh, like, yeah. Let's go. Great. And as we're stepping through, Glenn goes, I wonder if Baldor would be proud of us and just steps in. <laughs> um, as you both uh, step into the mirror uh, and feel yourself falling uh, through just heat and Hayes, uh, you hear uh, from a distance, uh, Felda go, yeah, you better run. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're going to jump back to uh, Rangrim, who has been having, uh, who's been in the Nine Hells for longer than, uh, for, through that entire conversation has been in the Nine Hells. So let's catch up with Rangrim a little bit. Um, Jar so you would ask Jargot if, uh, if basically he could get you back to the Prime Material Plane. Um, I can get you back, but it's going to take some time. And so, Rangram, on your side, there is no mirror. You cannot see. There's nothing that you can just, like, step back through. No portals, anything like that. You're just in the Nine Hells on this this blasted, uh, like, just hellscape. It's going to take me some time to be able to... Also, I came here with a mission of, you know, getting these dust rooms, so maybe you could help me collect them, and then we could get you back quicker. It's gonna be, I have no intention of going home immediately. So at least you can make yourself useful after ruining my my vacation. I mean, yeah, I could, I could help. I could, I could definitely help you find. Right? And if they're gonna help me back, get back quicker, I'm sure it's easier to just get me back. You know, it's not like there's a lot of other people you have to get back from the nine house, so. Oh, it's definitely easier as long as it, if we only have one person here. If this was three, two to three people, much more difficult. It would take oh, so yeah. much more. It's it's incredibly difficult. I'm glad you called that out because it would be incredibly difficult. I appreciate that you understand the severity and the limitations yeah, and the cost of magic. I under, yeah, my bad. Let's go find these uh, dust, these uh, shrooms that, that you need. Okay. Um, so uh, okay, so you and uh, you and Jar got. Um, he, he kind of like is he's he's leading you around and he's he's showing you these um, these things on the ground that at first glance look like they are just like mounds of like I don't know like like red soil and like they're completely flat to the ground they are like just these like these mounds um, and he goes over to it and takes a takes a bag and holds it kind of like downwind of it and he takes it and he just pokes it and the whole thing just like 
explodes into a uh, particles of dust that bla- blow with the wind into the bag. <laughs> and he's, he's collecting these like dust particles from these dust rooms. And he hands you a bag and goes, okay, get foraging. It's uh, I think I saw some kind of over there. Stay within, uh, well, eyesight, but as much as you can. I don't, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you get lost here, I'm not gonna come looking for you. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get, uh, left behind here. Um, that would suck. That would wicked suck. Um, uh, question. What happens if, like, I inhale that, that, that dust? Is that bad for, for me? Uh, he is looking at you with just blank astonishment. I've never done it, but knowing the magical, potent magical qualities of the Dushroom, I would imagine it would have potent effects. I'm not gonna tell you no, and I'm also gonna, I'm just, I'm kind of curious now what might actually happen. So, well, that is, if that is nothing but a rousing endorsement, I'll take it. I mean, if I smell stuff, I'm just better at finding it. Um, so maybe that would help us get along quicker. So here for a good time, not a long time. And Raymond's gonna sniff one of the dust rooms and we're gonna see what happens. Okay. Um, Rangram, it <laughs> is it is like you like your face is on fire. Like it is just immediately like your face is just like on fire. Like you started hot sauce. Uh, make me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay, let's go. Quick question. What do you have advantage on this? Cause you just risked to fire. Uh, no. Cause it's not about that. It's, not <laughs> it's about, about it's about the drug. <laughs> yeah. What'd you get? I rolled a one for the con save. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Um, not, not awesome. Bad. It's dice so, balance. Dice so, bad. So awesome. Um, okay. I'm going to say uh, first thing, um, Rangram, you're going to take, uh, I'm going to say that you're, you'll are you have resistance against this. So like, I won't give you as much damage as I would have otherwise. Um, I'll say you take uh, five points of damage just from like the burning in your face. Um, but then suddenly you feel yourself disappear and reappear uh, 10 feet away um, because you are now under the, the uncontrolled, you are, you, you are basically blinking without your, uh, without wanting to. It is just <laughs> happening now. <laughs> yes. Um, fantastic. So uncontrolled blinking is what's happening to you. Um, you disappear and you're in the, the uh, ethereal plane for like a second and then you appear back in the uh, in the nine hells, uh, and you are just ten feet away from where you were. And Jargot looks at you and goes, "Well, that's an interesting effect." And <laughs> as he's uh, yeah, so well, how does Rangram react to this? Um, I don't think that was helpful. Uh, but. Oh, there's one over there. And I imagine Rangrim goes to grab it and then, 
Yeah, you touch it, and then and he's like a- ten feet further away. Yeah. Like, shit. Uh, yeah, this isn't gonna be. This isn't gonna make this uh, much easier. And um, as he's kind of like looking at you, and you're di- you're disappearing from time to time, Rangrim, you hear a voice from behind you that you have not heard in some time. How long of a sometime? Well, because we killed it. Is it <laughs> well, well, look who we have here. Yup. And Rangrim, as you turn around, you see a cloaked and hooded figure wearing these tattered robes that on either side of them, you see these like deep, these devils that are just covered in chains, kind of flanking them on either side. Did you come to bring back my cloak, Rangrim? That's so kind. I've been sorely missing it. I just, I had, I mean, you know, there's only so many voices, but I just figured out who the fuck that is. <laughs> that's, that's not good. Uh, um, no, uh, your, your, uh, your cloak, uh, that's weird. I don't know why you'd say that. I'm obviously here just picking up these mushrooms. Snort. <laughs> you snort more of them. Okay. Um, roll me a uh, yeah. Roll me a Constitution saving throw with disadvantage. <laughs> with disadvantage. Ouch. Oh, that one would have been good. <laughs> Dude. That's cocked. Ah. Been twice. Ooh, two 12s. Ooh. I'll take a 17. Okay. Um, with the 17, I'm going to say that uh, you have... I'm going to give you every other time I'm going to give you the ability to control it. Uh, but I'm going to say that every every time you use it, I will then get cued to be able to teleport you unwillingly. Fair. Uh, whenever. Fair. So so right now, I'll say that you do have access to one uh, one use of the spell blink, but each turn, when you would normally blink, I'm going to, every other time, I will be in control of where you go. I can't wait to watch you try to keep up with that, John. Yes. It's gonna, I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. I knew this was exactly the session you were going for. I mean, I, honestly, Rangrim's doing Rangrim things. He's just trying to pick up the shrooms, so he's just gonna, like, blink like 30 feet away from them and it's just like I don't know what you're talking about I'm just here you only doing... blink 10 feet uh, so 10 feet behind. oh right it's a uh, misty step is 30 yeah yes so I'm just blinking like 10 feet behind them like I don't know what you're talking about I'm just here gathering some some things um, you see the uh, the hooded uh, tattered hooded figure uh, turn around and uh, with you know on either side by their uh like chain chained devil creature guards random you are gonna pretend that you didn't send me here to spend uh let's say a thousand years or so i was very much enjoying my time on the prime material plane running running that well, whatever town that was there but it's neither here nor there. It'll likely be not even be there by the time I get back. Um, 
I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Have we met? And he's just going to smith more of the shroom dust, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, go for it again. Uh, constitution, uh, constitution with uh, disadvantage. 14 in an 11. So that's a 16. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that you're still right there in the same spot. You are like you. Uh, so you disappear. Uh, uh, you disappear 10 feet and uh, appear like I'm going to say like kind of five feet up in the air this time where you kind of land <laughs> like kind of hard. Um, you kind of went at a diagonal that time. Um, and uh, so you still have access to every other teleportation. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm here getting mushrooms in the nine house. Do I look like a guy that has a plan to send anyone here? Um, you, uh, Rangrim, you look over and see uh, this hooded figure uh, pull down her uh, the hood covering their face. And you recognize the face of Madame Marsh. Uh, whomst you all uh, banished here uh, back in Rockdale after uh, she kind of didn't take uh, losing to your team in the Rockdale tournament very well. Um, and you also met Madame Marsh's brother, who was the Red King, who was none too happy about the fact that you sent uh, his sister here. Um, the Red King was a pit fiend. Um, and he has, now he has as- since died. Well, he's not dead yet that you know of. You don't know. You haven't. Maybe you'll be able to find that out. But um, I, I, I think if you you can't kill them on the plane, you have to kill them on the plane that they're from, or something. Kill like them that. on the nine hells. So if he's if they're if they are dead, they are here also. Um, cool. Cool, but cool, 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 cool. you can see that uh, Madame Marsh, and you recognize this, has big curly, like big horns that is coming off, coming off the side of her head, um, all like pierced and, and you know, the, her reddish skin is just glowing with as like one of these geysers explodes, maybe like 10 feet uh, to the side of her and maybe five feet away from Rangrim. <laughs> it's just like, who you kind of like, uh, kind of just, just barely misses you and goes, you don't have your friends to help you this time, Ren. And as she's saying that, uh, Cosmo and Glenn- You guys just bamf into existence. <laughs> tumbling through the air. Um, Arangrim, make me a dexterity saving throw. By the way, great shirt, John. Thank you. It's creepy. It's creepy. Dice in my hand, but it would look really cool if I just made one appear. Oh, 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 I'm so happy. Cosmo's there now, so I I forgot to tell you this, John. I took the resilient feat for dexterity so I can add my proficiency to dex saving throws. (laughs) Nice, nice. That is a 17 for a dexterity. Hey, look at that. He's finally dexterous. Okay, um. You are uh, you are able to uh, sidestep as uh, both Cosmo and Glenn uh, land. Uh, I'll, I'll give you guys uh, dexterity saving throws as well. That's fair. Oh, I wonder if I'll save. 
I rolled a natural 19. <laughs> so plus <laughs> 11, but the 28. You fall on your butt. <laughs> uh, Three points to hand. 18. Okay, um, both of you actually like land a little bit unsteadily on the ground, but you, uh, well, Glenn doesn't. Glenn lands like a ballerina, uh, fully pirouetted. It's, uh, uh, it's but, the peach, like peach in Super Smash, how she puffs out her dress when she her jumps. Robe. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what he does. He just like slowly Mary Poppin floats down and slams. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, humidity's nice. Um, Cosmo, you land a little bit harder, but just kind of like still uh, fully uh, on, you know, on your two feet. Um, as you both look up and see a, uh, a very familiar face of Madame Marsh in the background, you see <laughs> like kind of 30 feet back, you see uh, Jarga going, what the hell? And then, uh, <laughs> which is mimicked by, um, by Madame Marsh who goes, you have got to be kidding me. Oh, oh yeah, you, you were saying something there for a minute, I think. Is this the bathroom? That's what I told him. They're not buying it. Hey, 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 Jargot, how you doing? He just kind of slowly from the background, Wade puts his hands up and goes, Hi. Good to see your <laughs> hands are still weird. Yeah, they're like backwards. That's racist. God, my, I'm so sorry. I'm learning so much about myself today. Uh, Madam Marsh, you look uh, like shit. How's it been? Well, you, uh, I've seen better days, but a little bit of R&R &R on my home plane has done wonders for my skin. So I appreciate your telling me that I look terrible. It's really improving my mood. It, that your skin is improved? She locks eyes on. Actually, no. Glenn was the one who killed her. Actually, it was not Cosmo. It, no, it was Cosmo. Glenn I'm... killed her with a rapier. You jumped off a building and stabbed her through the chest. I thought Cosmo came in and smashed her head. I think I was. I think I was committed to it. But I think you. I think yeah. you. I. I feel like John would know this. She was uh, turning. To, she was turning to stone. I believe. Uh, she was in the process of of that when because uh, you would hit her with that axe. You were hitting her with that axe, and right. she was not dead right. yet. Glenn did the killing blow with, mm. uh, with taking uh, uh, Joro's rapier and piercing her directly through the chest with it from jumping off a building. That that you're I now stand, that you yeah. I stand by my decisions. Um, so she looked for a Cosmo and kind of. Uh, like giving him the giving him the evil eye and then looking back at at Glenn and goes I seems like we have some unfinished business though I may have the the there might be the danger that if I die on this plane I'll die for real at least I know that if you die here you'll die forever as well I mean, I think oh. if you'd have tried that on the other plane, it would have happened too. But uh, we all know how that one ended. So uh, yeah, we're one, we're one, we're one for O here. So where do you go when you die here? Everyone was gonna pull the shields. <laughs> okay. And all right. Look, get is some. <laughs> is, that, is this really what you uh, really what you want to do there, uh, Miss Marsh? As he. Cosmo pulls out uh, Gladius. 
Chet. 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 Hey, uh, you've seen this before there, eh? Chet. Oh, man, like, yeah, she's way older and, like, way uglier, but, uh, <laughs> can she hear yeah, that? I def- Oh, yeah, absolutely, she can hear that. Uh, but, like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm- I'm 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 ha- I'm I'm hankering for some chopping. We can do that. Uh, yeah, I think we can. I let's uh. And uh, you, yeah, he's like he's all he seems like he's getting very excited about it. As you see, Madame Marsh, her face just like drops and gets like very angry very fast as she sees this weapon. He goes, how do you, why do you have that? And turns back to Jargot, who is back behind her, and goes, Yes! Jargot! And then Jargot's like peeking over from behind, like kind of as he's picking up more mushrooms. He's just in the background, just like slowly bending over, like scooping mushrooms into a bag, and then like uh, is looking over and like looks very confused at why (laughs) Cosmo is wielding. And you just hear him in the background, goes, like mouthing his. Is that the Ever Gladius? Or the, or the the Gladius of Ever the Everfighter? You can just see him mouthing that in the background as, as Madame March uh, is just like, you can feel like the heat radiating off of her and like you the the um the kind of tattered coat that she is wearing um kind of like just starts to like singe and like burn away. And as it does, you see like the two chained uh, devils that are at her side like drop their like five or six chains to the ground that have these like large like kind of like curved spike pieces on the end of them. Just dra- drop them to the ground and two of them start swinging them around and stepping to the side as her wings open up huge on either side of her as this um, basically as this cloak uh, burns away and you can see that there's just like scaled and like calloused hide underneath this that is just like like full like kind of scaly skin red skin underneath this um glenn leans over to cosmo goes are the wings new new?" (laughs) you all can roll for initiative motherfucker quick question did chet react at all when i said i wonder if baldor would be proud of us think about i don't know if yeah i don't know if he would like I would I would re I would re uh, re I, I don't know reapproach that, that at, at, yeah at another time I think it's gonna be more than a quick response. Reapply twice daily. Yeah, reapply your chat twice a day. <clears throat> you have to re, you have to apply your chat to your ball door twice a day. Oh gross! <laughs> I don't I don't wanna. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. I had none of this planned uh, before last week, so this is the best like random fucking occurrence that uh could have could have ever happened it's hilarious to me it's crazy we just hit level 12 and we're about to hit 13 at the end of this episode <laughs> dude i have this i mean it, no joke i we are far into the deadly encounter uh oh, level in yeah, D&D beyond i think the second you step into the nine hells you enter the deadly encounter world of D&D beyond i think it's fair that i share the uh that items with the uh, group now that it you released the name. Oh yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Uh, feel free to post that. The uh, Gladius of the Everfighter. 
I'm just gonna read it while we're waiting for Dan. We have. Uh, so, so I have a clarifying question here. It says, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Dude. I can read it after you ask your question. Okay, the, it is a question around the item. So it says, while holding this weapon, you gain an additional use of your second wind or action surge class features. But it says, but can use action surge only once per turn. So are, do I just like gain action surge and or second yeah, wind? You, once you would gain action surge, it. yeah, and second wind once you're attuned to it, but you are not currently attuned to it. You gain both second wind and action surge? Yep, at and least one use of it. You get you get fighter feats the second you attune to this thing. The fuck? If, yeah, again, why I was like, okay, give it to a rogue. <laughs> I mean, it is a short sword. But, okay, so are you are you kind of uh, um, mostly 5e in it? The fact that it says requires attunement by a fighter? Fighter only. Oh, yeah. No, you can, you right. can attune it. I've been, Just check. Right, I'm going to read this real quick for the, for the family. Go. Uh, this worn gladius has been used by numerous... Uh, famed warriors over centuries. When swung, the sound of a valiant battle cry could be faintly heard. You gain a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made with this magic weapon, which so is a plus three short sword. While holding this weapon, you gain an additional use of your second wind and action surge class features, but can use action surge only once on a turn. Nothing changes there. As an action, and this is where I fucking hate myself for handing the sword over. As an action, you can speak the weapon's command word to transform it into a different simple or martial melee weapon of your choice, meaning you can take any property that is simple or martial. When you do, the weapon glimmers with golden sheen and becomes mutable, allowing you to use bonus action to mentally change the weapon's form again. For the duration, the weapon remains mutable for one minute or until you use bonus action to end the effect early. It reverts to its normal form when it's, oh my god, you can constantly change its form with a bonus action? Oh my god. <laughs> for a minute? That's ten... Oh my god, why'd I give you this? You're gonna give Chet an identity <laughs> crisis. <laughs> While the Gladius is transformed into a weapon with the throne property, it flies back to your fucking hand immediately after you make a ranged attack with it. It is sentient. Gladius never fighters is a sentient weapon of lawful neutral alignment with intelligence of 11, smarter than Rangrim, a wisdom of 15, wiser than Glynn, and a charisma of 15, more charming than John. It has a hearing and dark vision out to a range of 120 feet. So I would communicate telepathically, fuck that, out loud. With his wielder and can speak, read, and understand common, it's a stern and commanding voice. Nope, it's Chet. Uh, personality, the Gladys of the Everfighter is sworn to do battle for eternity. It grows tired of diplomacy quickly and believes that disputes are best settled through combat, either lethal or otherwise. It only finds comrades with its oh, sorry, only finds camaraderie with its wielder after overcoming a powerful adversary together. It strongly resists being parted from its wielder for any length of time, preferring instead to search out new tests of strength. Uh, that's a sick weapon. Brought to you by <laughs> Griffin Saddlebag? Yeah. 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 Thank you, Griffin Saddlebag, for all your weird, your many weird items that are all in our campaign. Shockingly, Hit Point Press, the now multi million dollar company, is doing well. So, good for them. Um, okay. What is everyone's initiative rolls? 14 for Rangrim. 22. 10. So the commanding 10. Um, okay, uh, Glenn, you all are 10 feet away from Madame Marsh uh, and her two chain devils that are on the side of her. And you can, and they are 
like side by side, basically. The Chain Devils are about five feet away from Madame Marsh uh, on either side. Um, I'm going to say this. So this is a blasted wasteland with wind that's blowing past you all. Um, but there are also these flame geysers that you are seeing going off from time to time. Um, I'm going to, uh, each turn, I'm going to, uh, like, I will let you guys do a kind of perception check kind of thing to try to see where they are and try to make sure that you are not stepping on some of them. Every turn, you're going to give us a perception check? Yeah, I'll do a perception check each, I guess, uh, before you guys move to see if make sure see if you can figure out where they are before you move oh, Roger. to make sure you're not you're not stepping on one. Okay. Um, okay. That will be the one mechanic that we'll be adding to this encounter uh, since we are not doing it with a map because to be honest, didn't have fully planned. Uh, just kind of didn't know exactly what we were going to be doing here today. So we're kind of flying on the seat of our pants. But you know what? These pants are well crafted, so don't worry about it. Clean pants, baby. Yeah. These some solid pants. Glenn, let's go. <laughs> What's that segue? <laughs> uh, speaking of great pants, Glenn, um, I'm going <laughs> to use my bonus action to immediately dash, and I'm going to use 30 feet of my... No, I'm going to end up using all 60 feet to get the fuck away from Adam Marsh. Okay, I will say this. Um, at the farther back you get, um, you are, because of the wind and the haze, you are going to have a, uh, you are not going to be able to see fully clearly. So you'll be mm. slightly obscured um, past 50 feet. Okay, that's fine. I will, like, as I'm moving 60 feet away, I'm going to use a spell as my action. I'm going to cast, uh, Glenn's Mind Whip. And uh, as I was like, as I'm kind of like dashing away, I'm just gonna kind of speak back to her and be like, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think you're using the right moisturizer. Uh, and she needs to make an intelligence save. <laughs> okay, um, and I'm gonna retcon too. I'm just gonna say, if you move past 60 feet, I'm gonna say 60 feet is the, the, the distance where if you move further away than 60 feet, you will not be able to, um, you'll start getting obscured your vision, so. I'm totally fine with being 50 feet because that only helps Glenn more, so your call. Okay, all right. Um, then we'll stick with 50 feet. Uh, that is a natural 20 uh, for our Madame Marsh over here. Let's go. Uh, that definitely saves, but she still takes a little bit of damage. <laughs> okay. Just a skosh. Just a kosha. Oh, that's a, a terrible roll. Uh, wow. On 3d6, I rolled a 1-1 one, one, and a 3. So that is going to be 3 damage to Madame Marsh. Or, oh, God. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's going to recover, honestly. She's dead. She's totally dead. Good news, guys. We can go back. Oh, I just updated her max HP. That's not what I meant to do. There we go. Uh, all right. And I'm yeah. now 60 feet away. Okay. Um, so you right now are going to be at... Um, You'll be shooting with uh, with disadvantage, and will be uh, you will have half cover from anyone else that's trying to shoot you. Got it. Got it. Okay, so we're going cover. Okay, cool. Yep, that's yep. I'm I'm out. Cool. Um, all right, that is going to bring us to the chain devils who are going to swing swinging these chains around these uh, kunai. I guess is what they'd be called. I don't know. They're just like a bunch of chains that are wrapped around their body. Look pretty insane, actually. These these creatures. Um, feel free to. <laughs> Maybe don't Google chain. Google chain devil with with safe search on. 
on save, Google. Save <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. I do not recommend that. Um, okay. Uh, so now that Glenn is out of the picture and is uh, hiding in the mist, um, the Chain Devils are going to uh, go after. I guess one's going to go after Rangrim. One's going to go after Cosmo. Um, Rangrim, let's let's have this one roll on you here. Uh, that is going to be a 26 to hit with its first hit. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, and that's only going to be a 16 with the second hit. Uh, I need you to make me a, a strength saving throw. <clears throat> Am I within range of Cosmo? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's right next plus to you. Four. Yeah, my guy. Oh, so that's a 18 plus three. Okay, you definitely make four. You make the save. Yeah, you make the save. Um, the chains, like you're able to, they are not able to wrap around you with your shields that are kind of defending you right now, but you can tell that it was trying to wrap around you with these chains and grapple you. Um, that's gonna be 12 damage uh, from from the chains as they kind of like reach around the edge of your shield and cut you in the back uh, from one of these these chains. Um, and that is going to be it for the first one. The second one is going to go after Cosmo. Okay. And uh, I'm going to say that the one on the left is one going after Rangrim. The one on the right is the one going after Cosmo. Oh, I'm sorry. How much damage did I take from that attack? 12. 12. Um, okay, that first one is going to... Uh, so this the first attack is going to be another... It's going to be a 26 again, Cosmo. Okay. Uh, and that second one is going to be an 18 to hit. Okay, so that first one's gonna get you. Uh, it's gonna be 11 damage, and I need you to make me that uh, strength saving throw. Okay. Good at these. It's cocked. That's a 16. Okay, uh, you are able to make the save as this uh, as this chain uh, kind of tries to grab or get purchase around you and is unable to. Um, Okay, that's gonna be it for the Chain Devils, and that is gonna bring us to, uh, who are going to kind of step to the side about five feet, uh, giving Madame Marsh more room. Um, if they... And that... That's fine. Go ahead. What's up? Nothing. Um, and that's going to be it for them. Uh, it's gonna bring us to Rangrim's turn. Uh, Rangrim, so am I still... I'm, I'm like 10 feet from Madame Marsh at this point, right? Because yes. of all the blinking effects. Which, um, this next one is within your control, and it's a bonus action. Rangrim's gonna forego the blinking and just, with his Warhammer of Eruptions, just hit her directly in the mouth. Madame Marsh? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, so she is, uh, she's 10 feet in front of you. So, um, if, yeah, if you want to, and has her wings spread, but has not taken off yet. So go for that, roll that attack. Uh, I don't, I never attack with my weapon. I never know what it is. <laughs> you're not wrong. I think you always are like guiding bolts and shit. I know it's uh, plus seven. So that's a 19. That, that does hit. Okie doke. So 
It's a D8 for my weapon damage plus three, and I also get a D8 radiant and a D6 fire damage. Ooh, radiant damage. Ooh, that's probably pretty down here. So pretty. So that's 10 bludgeoning. Okay. Refire. And three radiant. So 16, 16 total. Okay. Uh, she is immune to fire damage. Ouch, oh. my failings. Makes sense. <laughs> well, the, so the, the Warhammer of Eruptions does start just like sparking and sputtering like smoke and the like from that first attack. And as my bonus action, we're it's going to work eventually. And I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon at fourth at fourth level. Yes. Zombie. Let's go. Zombie. Great song. So my spiritual like uh, Smith's hammer appears in her face, and also swings to attack her. Ooh! All right. Natural twenty. Oh, there we go. It's been it's Let's all been for go. this. Zombie is finally making it worth itself being summoned. Probably fifteen or so times in this campaign. <laughs> at least, at least, once. at least. It took ninety-one episodes, but we finally got a zombie hit. <laughs> <laughs> and um we double the dice rolls on crits correct uh yes 48 plus 5 let's go zombie 6 6 2 6 again would have been yeah. perfect we almost yeah. summoned, yeah. We almost summoned <laughs> him so 19 <laughs> damage from zombie alright are you uh, talking about summoning Satan? Satan shows up just with three sixes. Just uh, into the nine hill. Santa, actually. Mm. As long as it's not Dan Santa, I'm okay. Have you ever met that guy? Right. He's cold as hell. It's cold as ice. Uh, fantastic. Um, you have done some some serious damage to uh, Madame Marsh, and uh, she does not seem very happy about it uh, whatsoever. Uh, quick question. Does nighttime exist in the Nine Hells? To Google. Get out of my brain, Dan. That was going to be my question on my turn. Jukor? <laughs> hey, K47, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm good right where I'm at. I don't need to be famous. I'm chilling. I am super down to be famous. Ah, uh, that feels like too much pressure. Glenn was destined to be famous. I don't think that there's any day to day night cycle <laughs> in the nine hells from what I can find. So it's always night. It's it's all you know what? I'm gonna yeah, give you yeah, this. Let the dice let the <laughs> I'm dice gonna give you this. Yes. I'm gonna give you this. Okay. Um all right. Uh odds or evens. Don't put that evil on me. Um, evens. Okay. It is a three. Ooh. So 
that means that uh, whatever time of day it is, uh, or whatever time of the night cycle, or whatever it is, your weapons are not glowing currently. Well, that unfortunately chance, makes my armor class only twenty-two. <laughs> Shoots! So incredible. So, so close to untouchable. But only. But you're wielding your warhammer right now, right? So you're not wielding both shields. Yes, if I had both shields and it was night, it would be 25. So what, okay. So is it 23 if you're wielding both shields then? It's 23 with just the one shield if it's night. Okay. So with so one 20, shield and the warhammer, right you're at 22? I'm at 22. Oh my God, it's incredibly high. That's, That's just base without um, any enchantments. That's insane. And that is why I put your the uh, the encounter into the deadly category for sure when I when I made it. Um, but neither here nor there. Um, Rangrim. So I believe blink happens every turn, no matter what, whether you decide to do it or not. Um, so I think that uh, you can decide where you want to move. Um. Where's Cosmo at the moment? Is Cosmo like? in the grip with somebody he's yeah he's 10 feet behind you he technically hasn't moved yet but he's been he's being attacked by those uh chain devil the one chain devil has been attacking him from 10 feet away so he's 10 feet behind you oh so the chain the bot devil thing is uh 10 feet away from me yeah okay yeah they can attack at a distance uh i'm gonna blink directly behind madam marsh okay awesome um, yeah, you disappear into the uh, ethereal plane and basically just walk around her <laughs> and then appear back in the prime or in the nine hells, not the prime material plane. Uh, and you are uh, and you are suddenly behind her, taking her by surprise. Um, that is uh, very nice, very well done there. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? That's my turn. Okay, that is going to bring us to Madame Marsh's turn who is uh, very surprised now that, that you are behind them. Uh, so I'm going to say, hmm, seeing what abilities they have here. I'm going to cast Power Word Kill and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to roll a perception check for her to see if she can figure out exactly where you went to. Uh, so I'm gonna. That's a fifteen. I'm gonna say that uh, she's not going to realize that you are directly behind her, um, and is going to uh, instead kind of uh, start attacking Cosmo, um, which probably isn't good for Cosmo. Um, but she's <laughs> going to fly, uh, flap her wings hard and take off into the air. Um, and is going to hover about, uh, I'm gonna say 15 feet up and is going to uh, start attacking Cosmo, uh, throwing down some flames. So her moving out of my space provokes an opportunity attack. Yes, it would. Warcaster. Which, yeah, Warcaster, baby. So I'm gonna fifth level Guiding Bolter from the back, oh. spirit gun, baby. You do Hakashu. Again, if no one the, that, that is a 24 to, to hit. 
the oh batting bowl. Yeah. Let's go. Um, it was 8d6. Oh my god. 86? 8d6. I know. 8d6. 86. 9, 10. It's about 12. to get 86. <laughs> get, get out of hell, jeez. <laughs> 12, 16, 17, 29 damage with that guiding bolt to the back. That is insane. Spirit that is goal. insane. Sorry, what was the total again? <laughs> 29. 29. 29, dude. Holy crap. Okay. Um, not bloodied yet, but definitely has is taking a beating. You you just blast. I think you blast a hole right through one of her wings. Like just just totally. Like I, I think it just you you see like a smoldering burn mark in the back as she screeches in the air, um, and you see her like pull out these two uh, these two like long scimitars, like extra long, like almost Masamune esque like scimitars that she uh, that she pulls off of her back, um, and just turns around and uh, is now very very aware that you are there, Rangram, and is going to, uh, instead of uh, attacking Cosmo, is going to attack you. Um, so she's gonna make a couple of melee attacks first. Uh, so let's see if she can hit any of those. Does the radiant damage do, look like it's doing extended damage? No. Okay. It's not doing any additional damage. Neither Glid nor BK understands how that works. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, the first one is a natural 20. Uh, I'll allow it. Um, I'm going to... Uh, okay, I'm going to roll this. I think this will do it with advantage. I uh, don't think it does. Um, All right, guys, it was, it was uh, great playing <laughs> this uh, character. Um, find me on Instagram. I'm going to do uh, five-minute <laughs> DIY videos from now on. Rangrim, that is <laughs> hilarious, and 33 damage. Ouch. As this okay. sword, uh, slight, as she just, like, is just, like, you could see her eyes are just, like, on fire, and she just slices down on you, like, as, she's, as she kind of die bombs you and is hitting you with these two swords. Uh, let's see what this uh, second one will hit. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. God. One hit was hit. 30... 33. I mean, even double though, it's still, that's RIP Rangram. Um, that the, the damage from the second one is 18 damage. And then she gets her third attack with her tail. Uh, that's 22 to hit. So that meets. That does meet. Um, okay. So I need to, okay, let's do the damage first. Uh, that is just 13 damage, but um, if, the tar if the target is a creature other than an undead or a construct, it must succeed on a DC 17 constitution saving throw um, or something bad happens. Okay. How's a 14 do you? You're within range of Cosmo. Oh, I'm within range of Cosmo. Let's go. With the two, 16. No, it's just plus four. Just, it's oh, just plus you four? Yeah, okay. you just are is. so You are so lucky Ooh. 
That pushes you over because it was a 17. <laughs> it was a 17 you needed to beat. You would not have beat it, and it was nasty. I'm not gonna tell you what it is unless it happens, but it's nasty. Don't let it happen to you. Uh um, oh, that's bad. Okay. Um, whew. All you, right. When you so, reread the stat block mid-combat, and you go, yeah, oops. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, oh. <laughs> Uh, let's just say it's it's something called an infernal wound. Not good. Sounds bad. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, super, super good. Uh, I will still take that 13 damage for a grand total of 33, 23, and 13 in one round of combat. Thanks. She did hit you with all of her attacks, though, and sure. you did make her pretty mad, to be quite, to be quite honest. So um, yeah. I think it's just really fair at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, right. Rangrim... I'm looking. I can see your health right now. It's not good. Yes, it is not. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's pretty bad. If if I was on a scale from good to pretty bad, you're you're in the pretty bad category. Mm. Um, but that brings us to the bottom of the round with uh, our boy Cosmo Stoneheart. Great. Smash his head, Cosmo. We're slashing heads now with uh, Chet. We slash them. Hack and slash. Cosmo, uh, the uh, the horn of uh, the um, so the chain devil is between you and Madame Marsh, who is ten feet in the air, uh, kind of hovering above Rangrim, uh, slashing down on him. Um. Okay. So, does it seem like Rangrim is taking a beating, or does it seem like sounds like Rangrim he's taking is- a beating? Rangrim looks like he's taking uh, taking quite a beating. You can see that he is. Uh, there is more of his own blood on him than Madame Marsh's blood at this point. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Cosmo is gonna. Cosmo is gonna be like, "All right, Chet, ready to do something really cool? We're gonna kill this uh, devil." Oh man, yeah, no, like that's dude, that sounds so sick. I'm like. I'm I'm right on board with you. I, you still gotta like, you know. I don't I don't fully you know know your abilities yet, so I don't think you can like handle what I bring to the table. But like, let's see what you got. Let's see what you can do, and we'll see whether or not this is gonna be a kind of a you know how how this relationship is gonna go. All right, here we go. Hold on, Nin, and uh, uh, Cosmo is going to. Um, Misty step it up to uh, Madame Marsh's back. Okay. Uh, yeah, make me and... a dexterity saving throw. Okay, great. We're dexterous. We're a dwarf. We're dexterous. We're a dwarf. How's a 12? Um, I don't think you are able to grab... All... Uh, I'll give her a dex saving throw in... To to not let's just see what happens. Uh, that's a nat. Uh, you do not catch. <laughs> you 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 misjudge it a bit, and she moves out of the way, and you kind of drop. Um, you you kind of drop, but you you appear ten feet up in the air, uh, and you are not able to grab onto Madame Marsh's back. Okay. Um. Sorry, I wanted that to work. I just. All good. No, you're good. Uh, so she's 10 feet in the air. Yep. Uh, so you're, you're standing right below, uh, like right next to Rangrim now within five feet as she's kind of like die bombing the two of you. Um, but yeah, she's, she's like 10 feet above you right now. She has massive long, like 
scimitar swords. Okay. All right. Well, that didn't work. Uh, can I throw you? Are you talking to Rangrim? No, I'm talking at, to Chet. You... Oh. Okay. Oh, so I, like, I was I was confused there for a second. You wanna throw me? Well, I mean, like, I mean, I teleported and I missed because she's a winged beast and all that weird stuff. But uh, I'm a dwarf, so I'm a little I'm a little stout. Uh, or we can just that. yeah, uh, I'm like as tall as you are. But yeah, like okay. Or yeah, we can yeah, just yeah. hit one of these other little fellas here. We can do that if we want. I mean, take your best shot. Let's let's go. Let's see what you got. I, you, you're you're in the job interview here. I'm not the one. I'm the I'm interviewing you. You got to show what you got to me. I'm not. Uh, you know what right. I'm saying? I'm I'm the legendary weapon. You're just Cosmo the Stone guy right now. All right. Okay. All right. That's fine. Well, uh, let's start easy then. Uh, I guess then does that put me behind one of the devil things? I don't know. Yes, technically you would now be behind uh, both I'm, of them uh, who were both kind of uh, facing towards where you and Rangram had originally been. Um, uh, but yeah, they are, yeah, they're both facing away from you. All right, then I'll uh, I'll just, we'll turn and hit the one that was aiming at me or the one that had attacked me. Uh, we'll just, okay. we'll just, and we'll do that. Um, just hit it. We're gonna hit it. Hit it, hit it. Hit things. That's cocked. Stop. Stop. Bet. All right. So twenty-two to hit, and a nat twenty. <laughs> okay. Are you attacking the one that? <laughs> you so you're attacking the one that was originally attacking you, Cosmo. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um, that would be the one that was definitely taken off, taken the most off guard by you, uh, uh, by you teleporting. So yeah. Uh, you you move you know the, the the ten feet back or so to get to it, and uh, you are able to uh, take it by surprise with uh, with those attacks. Um, so I'm sorry, you rolled a nat twenty and what else? A twenty four. Uh, both of those hit for sure. Okay. Um. So this might be might be weird. I don't know. Uh, can I divine smite with this weapon? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. don't think it depends on the weapon. Okay. So, yeah, dump everything into that 20. Yeah. 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 No, you checking. can. Even, yeah, Lord, yeah, you are you are able to channel your energy through this weapon. Okay. We, we canonically right. found out it wasn't the weapon all along. It was supposed to be true. It's true. Okay. All right. So, then, um, so the regular weapon hit is six. And then, um, I haven't divine smoten, smitten in a hot minute. I'm trying to remember. All right, so it is gonna be 3d8 and 1d6 for my crit. Oh yeah, okay. So uh, five and 14 is 19 times two. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, 38 damage. Yeah, 38 damage. Plus, what did I say on the first one? The first one was a two plus four, so plus six. So 44 damage total. 
Woo! That is some damage. All right. Um, yeah, this uh, this chain devil is definitely bloodied. Uh, you you just like hack down on him with this um, with this 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 smite uh, being, that's being channeled through this this new and unfamiliar weapon. Um, but you're you're noticing that like because it's a shorter sword, you are able to like like whip it through the air. You're used to something with like more heft on the end. And so you're used to like being able to like really kind of like put some force behind a blow. You've never really wielded a sword, not in quite a long time. And so like you're, this thing's going through the air with like kind of a lot, like a lot easier than you would expect, even though it like seems a lot heavier than what a normal uh, like Gladius would be. It just, it seems like it, you're still like, it's lighter than your normal weapon. And so you are uh, able to just cleave, hack into this thing. And because the blade is like thick, you are just able to like hack at them. All right. Uh, Cosmo just like absolutely slices down the back of this uh, devil thing. And he's, and uh, the, the divine smite goes out and he just immediately just like, Oh, I wasn't even really thinking, Chet. Did that did that hurt? Are you alright? Uh well, it actually felt it felt like to be honest, kinda rad. So uh it uh no, that was uh that was a that was a pretty that was a good hit. That was a that was a real good one. Alright, red, red, alright, cool. That was uh that was my smite power of so uh I didn't I Usually it's a little electrifying, so I'm glad that uh, it didn't hurt. And um, I think that's my turn. I'm uh, I'm digging. I'm I'm liking the cut of your jib. That was uh, like what you're bringing to the table here. All right, all right. It's not just me in this fight. I love Chet so much. <laughs> Chet Fox. I <laughs> I posted a picture of the Chain Devil in the <laughs> in the, in the Dungeon posted, Dragons. They're gonna say you posted a picture of Chet. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, I already did that. It's the the Gladius of the Everfighter, but uh, these Chain Devils are ridiculous looking. What the um, fuck is that? <laughs> I'm still trying to find where its face is. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. I don't like these guys. It looks like um, something you see on a BDSM site. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Near the good time. Not to yuck anyone's yum, but the Chain Fighter is not my not my yum. If it All is right. your yum, though, good for you. Hey, you know what? There's someone for everyone. You do you. Um, Maybe get some help. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Cosmo. Okay, uh, you hack and like you cut through like a few of these chains as you do so, and they kind of drop to the ground. It seems like you've disarmed maybe like two of their uh, their weapons that were kind of wrapped around them, uh, and they just let out this like unearthly scream as like this. Uh, like kind of hot, like blood kind of drops down. You can see it on the ground below them as, uh, uh, but yeah, oh shoot, I completely forgot. Um, I will do it next round. Uh, I didn't make anyone roll to see which uh, spaces you moved on to. That's true. I completely forgot about that. Um, um, are they comment. considered fiends? Is that a thing? Uh, or technically, they... yes. The devil is a fiend, I believe. Okay. I also would have done an extra D8 as a fiend, but it's so I okay. will remember. That's this. fine. Roll, roll your D8. To... Don't sweat it. 
Don't spend it. You're good. I mean, dude, it was, roll it. <laughs> roll your D8. All it's right. Fine. So it's another, it's a six. So it's another 12 damage. Okay. I was going to say, you guys need every every help you can get. Rangrim's <laughs> close to death. So <laughs> you need some advantages. <laughs> Coughing uh, up blood in the corner. Uh, just dust shrooms. <laughs> oh, I have yeah, it's just so it's just all dust. You can't tell what what the what the red is blood and what red is dust shrooms. What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for something? Uh, we wait. I thought we were waiting for uh for Bobby to do more. Are you, is your turn done? No, that's it. No, yeah. Okay, my turn's over. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, we were just wait. We just had a, a nice pregnant pause. That's basically all we were doing, letting there be some tension. I'll add some cool uh, music in post. Um, but oh, no. Uh, so uh, before we go to the top of the round, um, uh, Madam Marsh is is circling overhead above Rangram. Goes, Rangram. So you sure you don't want to just give me back that cloak? That, which, by the way, are you wearing the cloak currently? Yes. Rangrim okay. was, yes. That was, that was part of his disguise. I guess I'll just have to take it off of your your body this time, but if you want to just give it back, it would, I would appreciate less blood on it, though it's ah, it adds a nice hue. <laughs> Who is Hugh? <laughs> and he gives her the finger <laughs> while he's coughing blood in shroom dust on the cloak. Uh, all of which is red. So with that, we're going to go to the top of the round with uh, Glenn. Uh, Glenn is going to, from quite far away, um, is Jargot just picking mushrooms right now? Yes, just, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's in the background, and you can see from time to time he looks up and is just like looking... You just kind of see him nod and kind of goes back to picking mushrooms. Uh, Glenn just kind of yells out from kind of the ether because probably no one sees where he was like, Jargot, you're my hero. And Glenn's going to get within, use some of my movement to get back within range to reduce that half cover. Um, Okay. I'm going to take 10 of my 30 feet and move back within range. And I'm going to pull out the air render. Okay. And I am going to load a specific arrow into it. And I am going to shoot at um, our, our 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 flying friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot at this this fine lady. Okay. Um, so, mm, nah, it's fine. Cause oh, she's engaged. So the, that would have an advantage on this, right? Because she's actively fighting. Yes. Okay. Wait, did we figure out? Yes. If someone, if someone she is fighting is within five feet of her, is anybody within five feet of her? Uh, no. Technically, they're ten, they're they're ten feet below her. Oh, so her melee range is ten feet. Yes, her melee range is ten feet. Okay, then I will, as a bonus action, hide just to get that little, that little oomph. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to shoot her uh, super duper hard. Um. Shooter in the shooter in a dumb face. What has two thumbs and just rolled a nat twenty? Again? Holy yes. cow! Well, hey, I've got like every buff to rolling on a, a elf right now, but yeah, I rolled a twenty with the Glyn dice, which is pretty cool. Oh no, that's a lot. Hey. That is a, a twenty on the Cosmo dice. So while we're in okay. hell, Cosmo, that seems fair. Reigns supreme. Cosmo's rolling nat twenties tonight. 
the arrow I loaded specifically was the arrow of anchoring. So if she could please roll a strength check, that would be real cool. Uh, sorry, strength check, strength strength saving throw. Okay. But yeah, strength saving throw. Uh, that is a twelve plus ten. She's a plus ten to that, so she it's a twenty two. <laughs> She's good. So. <laughs> Basically, I shoot her, and just sticking out of like her calf is is this is the arrow anchor, which looks has a little anchor at the end of it. It's just a long chain, but now she has like this ship's anchor just dangling. I think it's like a foot long. Doesn't the airender have special abilities on a nat twenty? I believe it does. Had I not loaded specific ammo, yes. I see. Um, which is fine. I'm happy to take that temporary L. Uh, it's a two-foot length chain, so she now has a thing embedded in her leg that someone might hanging down two feet. Yeah, which that's that's fun. That's a fun little uh, story hook, literally. A just rip it right out of her, right out of the flesh. Oh, yeah. um, oh god! But that being said, because I was a sneaky boy, I get to roll a bunch of dice. So one d eight plus seven. I rolled an eight on that, sick, and then 66. Sneak attack. Pick up your dice. Oh my god, I'm rolling those like butts. Uh, 10, 12, 17 plus eight is 25, 50 plus seven, 57 damage. Two. Okay. To oh. girl. Ooh, ooh, that's a spicy hit. That's a spicy meets a ball. Uh, that was my action, bonus action, and I only moved 10 feet forward, so like, still while crouching, Glinch is gonna like step in the background and just like kind of try to fade into <laughs> into that mist and be like, good luck everybody! Jargon can have some shrooms! <laughs> um, roll me a uh, perception check. Oh fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. I shouldn't have moved. Uh, oh, stupid. 19. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, you can see that. You feel like you're uh, you're pretty confident that you're not near or on one of those geysers. Um, they seem to kind of come out of the ground, uh, like from cracks in the floor instead of like actual like a geyser. Um, so you can't really tell where these things erupt from. So it's kind of difficult to tell. Um, okay. But either way, uh, you don't feel like you're standing on one. Uh, but uh, that is going to bring us to the very damaged Chain Devil that Cosmo had been fighting, um, which is definitely bloodied. Uh, and it is going to turn around. And one thing I did realize is I messed up, and I'm, I will not retcon it for the first ones, obviously, but um, you you do not save for the first thing. If it hits you, you are grappled, and you have to escape after that. It is just an automatic grapple uh, if, okay. it, if it hits oh, you. It that hits. was okay. Yeah, that was sure. my fault. So, um, But either way, Still plenty of time to fix that because it is going to uh, whipping around. It's it's turning around now, Cosmo, and it's like five feet away from you. And it kind of moves, it jumps back five feet and just like spins these these Can kunai chains at you and tries uh, and just starts swinging them your direction. If it does, it have a skill to to jump back. Otherwise, I get an opportunity attack because I was on top of it. Um, I will. Yeah, go for it. Roll that. Roll that. Uh, that hit. It would just be a regular hit, right? I've never had an opportunity attack. Opportunity <laughs> attacks coming up twice in this combat. Uh, it would be a just a regular sixteen attack. plus eight. So, well, do I still get my plus? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Oh, okay. I'm just saying like yeah. it's not like an action. You, it's just like you only can attack. Okay, yeah. So it would be a twenty-four to hit. That does hit. Yes. Um. Okay. Great. So it's this is new. So we have a D six. So it would be nine damage. Okay. This is the also the first time that I've ever gotten to use this ability. Where did it go? Uh, I know I, I'm scrolling it. Here it is. When you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, you can move up to half your speed immediately after the attack as a part of the same reaction without provoking opportunity attacks. Uh, what the fuck is oh, that? That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, sorry, that's say awesome. that again. When I hit a creature with an opportunity attack, I can move up to half my speed immediately after the attack as a part of the same reaction without a provoking opportunity attacks. This has never happened. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, that's that's <laughs> great. Like, oh, you I thought love it. you were leaving? I'm sorry. I'm here. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, oh. what, what I'll say then is, uh, as it like backs, it tries to back away. I'll like slash it as I, uh, run towards it to just like stay in its face. Okay. Um, this thing you, 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 uh, like you appear right in its face and it, it just like, it, like you see it kind of its eyes go wide, like half covered by chains on its face. And uh, you see it just kind of like, like its eyes go wide and then it kind of just looks down at you and like you see its eyes narrow and you start to feel the, um, like the ground start to kind of shake around its feet and your feet. And it raises its hands up like this and chains erupt from the ground all like all around you. Um, I'm using its ability called Animate Chains, uh, up to four chains, uh, basically magically uh, appear from the ground and sprout razor sharp barbs and animate under the devil's control uh, but it is uh, it is summoned these chains now that are sticking out of the ground and have like just razor sharp and are just kind of all around you um, and so each of these chains has uh, has an AC of 20 uh, and 20 hit points uh, and it is resistant to piercing uh, you know piercing damage Immunity to psychic thunder, blah 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 blah. Um, but I basically get an additional uh, additional chain attack on each of its turns because of this. Wow. Um, super fun though. But if you beat one of them, it uh, it basically goes away, and then it wouldn't it wouldn't get the abilities uh, after you destroy them. There's a very uh, specific scene in Hellraiser that this reminds me of, and I hate every minute of it. When the I'm sure. Come in and play that dude. Or yeah, I'm sure that this they, they've you know, you know, there, there's some things that 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 Watsi may or may not have added to this game that probably a little bit, a little bit you know come from other things. But you know what? It's all the things we love. So, uh, all right, Cosmo, I'm gonna make uh, three attacks on you now instead of uh, two. Oh wait. Oh no, I'm sorry. I can make I can use each animated chain to make one additional chain attack for per turn. That means I get six attacks on you. Very sorry about this. 
Um, okay. Go ahead. So, okay, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it out loud. So, no, 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 you're good. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at my reactions. I'm good. Okay. I didn't think the stream would end this way. <laughs> so, when the devil uses multi-attack on its turn, it can use each an uh, animated chain to make one additional chain attack. So, I read that as it already has two attacks with its chains, and it gets yeah. four more. Yeah. So, uh, that's going to be 27 for the first hit. First, uh, that's going to be uh, 15 for the second. Nope. That's going to be 27 for the third. Okay. It's going to be 24 for the fourth. Okay. Three hits so far. Uh, that's no, that's gonna be 20, four. Four hits. That's going to be tw 21. Right, so I'm saying three hits, four rolls so far. Yes. Uh, 21 for the, for the fifth roll. 21. 21. Uh, to beats. Okay, so that's four hits, uh, four co connections, uh, and then the 16. So four hits four connected. Okay, uh, the first one is, so seven damage, uh, 10 damage, 17, 29. Wait, what? 29 on top I, of the 17. No, 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 no. I added 12 to 17. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm doing one at a time on my characters. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll give you the total. So, uh, 10, 17, so another 12. So uh, that would be 42, uh, 41 damage total um, from all of that. Okay. And you are also grappled. So, Rangrim, you're fighting Madame Marsh, and you see this this uh, Cosmo like go over there and he's just like wrecking, wrecking this chain devil, like totally t giving them the business. And then all of a sudden these chains are up in the ground and completely envelop Cosmo and just start ripping him to shreds as it uh, lifts him. Like, I think like starts lifting him slightly off of his feet uh, with these chains that are just like completely binding him. Um, and uh, yeah, Cosmo on your turn, you will get a, uh, uh, get to roll for the save. Um, but you are restrained, uh, and you're going to take some additional damage um, at the beginning of each each of your turns while you are still restrained. Okay. Um, things are things are going really well, I would say. I'm grappled think, and restrained. Uh, well, you're grappled, but you're considered you're you're restrained while you're grappled, unless you mm -hmm. break the grapple. Grapple is not they're a, just a status effect. Yeah, there's they're, they're both yeah. conditions. I'm looking at the condition drop down. That's uh, until this like grapple grappled ends, is like you're considered restrained. Yeah, it's the same thing. I don't know. D and D Beyond gives me an option for both, so that's why I'm asking. Okay. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and takes additional damage so on each okay, starting so turn. Just grappled. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, luckily, it's the second Chain Devil's turn. Um, and uh, Cosmo, how's your health doing? Fine. Okay, good, good. I, I'm really happy to hear that because uh, this chain devil is going to, seeing you restrained by the other chain devil is going to move over and gonna take some attacks on you. Um, and I believe is gonna get advantage because you're restrained. Right. That's the difference between grappled and restrained is that restrained gives advantage on it. But it says I'm grappled, not restrained. It says, it says until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. It takes additional damage. So grappled is just restrained with other things on top of it. So you have. So you can be restrained so without restrained. being grappled. You're but if both. you're grappled, you're always restrained. Yeah. 
You're both grappled and restrained. Okay, so I'm both. You'll, okay. you'll drop the restrain when you break the grapple. Yes. Okay. But who's on first? That's really what I'm... Um, you seem less less chill about this now, Bobby. Now you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to absorb all of this information. That's all. You're good. Keep going. Uh, you're about to absorb a couple more chains. Um, <laughs> as, uh, oh my god, the dice rolled directly into the way <laughs> my button I need to click. Um, okay, the first one was a, uh, a 10 to hit, but the, but the, uh, the second one was a 28. Um, and then I'll roll for the second hit with advantage. Uh, so the best of those was a 19. So that does not hit. So you only get hit by one of these attacks. Okay. Um, and you cannot be double restrained because if it's already restrained by someone else, it can't restrain you again. Glenn from the cloud goes, ha, you suck. Uh, 10 damage uh, from this uh, second chain devil. Okay. Not even bloody yet. We're chilling. <laughs> um, Cosmo, you're immune to fear, right? Uh, yep. Okay, I believe... I. There is a there's a thing they can do that has to do with fear, but I'm not even gonna get into it because there's no point because you're immune to fear. Um, okay. I fear nothing. Rangrim Darkforge, you are bloodied and hurting and fighting Madame Marsh. What do you want to do? Um, so is she still like floating above me? Yeah, she's ten feet above you, kind of uh, just like hovering and, and dive bombing on you with these uh, huge Masamune swords. Uh, okay. There's a two foot chain hanging right above you. Like, yeah, technically only eight feet away. You got two chain hanging right above you right now. <laughs> two chains. Uh, Rangrim's gonna kind of like spit some blood on the ground. So yeah, like I said, here for a good time, not a long time. And he's gonna slam his hammer into the ground, and I'm gonna cast Spirit Guardians at sixth level. Here comes Grandma. Here come the whole Doc Forge clan. Oh, hurt my baby. And while he's standing there, looks up to Madame March, who goes, oh, look out for that one. And I still have my spiritual weapon, which is going to take a swing at her as well in the air. All right. It's a floating spectral weapon. Can move up to 20 feet as my bonus action and attack. That's a 22. Uh, that hits for sure. Let's go, zombie! And I believe zombie only works in the nine hells, baby. You gotta live here now. And what did I cast out? Fourth level, I believe. So yeah, two d eight plus five. That's only ten damage, but it's still ten damage. That is, uh, yeah. I mean. You're getting, you're whittling her down. Uh, that is, yeah. And am I blinking anymore? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, um, I am going to, let's just say, let's, let's do, which direction? Okay. Um, you are going to blink, uh, I'm going to say 10, well, 10 feet, uh, but I'm going to say you're going to blink 10 feet away from her, um, kind of more towards Jargot. <laughs> kind of behind you um and uh yeah you you kind of disappear and reappear um without your bidding i think the, the difference is when you do it unwilled like you don't really you are only in the uh ethereal plane for like a second and then you're back in in the real world whereas the otherwise you're able to walk around a little bit and spend some time there um this like kind of 
grayscape that the ethereal plane is. Um, but yeah, you have disappeared and reappeared 10 feet away from her. Okay. And I'm just to clarify as well uh, with um, spirit guardians. Yes, just some clerical some clerical work word. there. Um, I only identified those three as enemies. So even if I got too close to Jargot, they wouldn't mess with them. Okay, cool. Awesome. I just realized how fun it would be to make a cleric that just it is like a, a, a office person who does cleric. Like a cleric. His yeah. spirit. His who spiritual. Do they worship? His holy symbol is just like a rubber stamp. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. I love it. That's actually really um, good. Pocket protector. That's so Yes. Good. Yes. Awesome. Our future campaigns. Got to write that one down. Okay. Um, so. So, Madam Marsh is she's she's in the danger zone or she's not in the danger zone because you moved. Um, it is fifteen feet from me. In so like yeah, she's in orb. the danger zone still. So would she be getting attacked or is it on her turn? It's when she starts her turn. It is okay. on their turn. It's so if they okay. start their turn in it or enter into it. Are you? Is it? Is your turn done? Yes, sir. Uh, that'll that- be it. That means it's Madame Marsh's turn, which means that she is going to, you summon this whole family of Rangrims, Famgrims, and uh, the, the whole Dark Forge clan is here uh, and ready to party. Uh, roll those, uh, I guess, do I have to roll a save? So they have to take, they have to make a wisdom save. They take okay. damage and their speed is halved. Okay, she does get advantage on her, because uh, mag- she has magical resistance. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, oh shoot, I rolled the wrong character. One second. Una Segundo. Uh, the Ooh. 20 for the first one. Sajukor just gave Madame Marsh disadvantage. Disadvantage. Okay, that means that I will take the 10 then instead of the 20. Yes, eat a whole bag of dicks, Madame Marsh. <laughs> Let's go, Sajukor. This bag eat of dicks that. brought to you by Sajukor. <laughs> Like 400 D8s or something like that. <laughs> You're going to erase her. <laughs> Math. 26 damage. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is an incredible amount of damage. She is still standing, though, after taking an onslaught of, like, being hit with what what is what is the grandma's weapon again is it like a frying pan or <laughs> yeah there's a couple of like of the dark forge lineage there's one with a frying pan um there's one with like a like a like a pizza paddle like something you would t- take big baked goods out of an oven with yes that's the one i was remembering there's probably a wrench in there one of them just has like a pot like a tea kettle just this scrappers anything is a weapon they're just Whatever. jumping into the air and just like smacking at, <laughs> at her from the ground. I love this. Oh, whatever so they were funny. working on in the afterlife, it was like literally whatever project they were just yeah. finishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. Okay, so Madame Marsh gets just absolutely beat down by these things, and it's just like, what the hell is going on here? And she's, yeah, she's like trying to fly up a little bit higher to get out of reach of these things. Um, I don't know what their range is from the ground, actually, uh, but uh, she's going to uh, like completely, fully indignant at this point. 
uh, is going to, you see her hand uh, engulf in flame and goes, let's see how resistant you are to this. And like hucks down a, uh, a, a couple of fire spells at you, Rangrim, from one from each hand. Oh, tight, 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 tight. Uh, for what it's worth, Spirit Guardians is a sphere. So it yes, would it's also a be sphere. 15 feet high. So she would have to get out of that range. Okay. Uh, I you, think that, you know. I, yeah, I think that she would have flown out out of range. So flown 10 feet higher, basically, to get out of the range of them. So she's about 20 feet up now. Um, that is going to be a 20 with the first one to hit. Oh, and that one that is 26. Miss. Oh, I'll allow it. Um, I know you have resistance to flame damage too. Yes, I'm resistant uh, to fire damage. So you'd only take half of this. Uh, so it's 15, but you'll take seven damage from this uh, this fire damage as she hucks this down at you. Ooh, Jesus Christ. How and, alive uh, is Rangrim right now? Uh, not very much. Not, not very. Um, I did just roll though. I did keep concentration on spirit guardians. Okay. On a scale of 123, I'm feeling like a 30. A very specific scale. <laughs> On a scale yeah. of 1 to 123. Um. Um, okay, so because she's out of range uh, with with the rest of her attack, she cannot use her like multi-attack uh, with her... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, no, sorry. I apologize. Um, it does... It does get uh, three melee attacks, so I am going to roll it roll again. I didn't read that it can use its hurl flame in, case, in place of all its melee attacks. I thought it was just in, in place of its two. Anyway, uh, but it doesn't hit anyway. It's a 16. So cool. She has three attacks, oh, three, oh, three melee okay. attacks. I was One of them's her tail, though, so I thought that that was a different attack. But you she can, can use, use any of them in... In hurl flame mm-hmm. instead of any of them. So I thought you were anyway. saying you could do all three, which would be just fucking. It's like, like all three hurl attacks, and then she dives in for three melee no. attacks. No, 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 just, no, no, no. They're just on top. They're just they're bonus attacks. Um, that's gonna be it for Madame Marsh, who is just like, literally, like, just burning with rage, uh, and is just very, very, very egregiously wounded um, at this point. And you can see that she is. You can tell that she is on the point of like maybe fleeing. Like you can tell, like there she is. She is getting to the point. Like I think that Rangram's perception is is high enough that you can tell that. Like you, you're like, they look like they're about to go. They might go. <laughs> they seem like they're uh, they're kind of on death's door. Um, Cosmo, it is your turn. You are restrained and you are encased in all these uh, chains that have a AC of twenty and a hit points of 20 each and uh you're not having a good time what do you need from me what's safe is that where i start uh yes let's go there first uh i need a uh yeah i need you to make me a strength saving throw i believe a strength saving throw i believe that that's yes for grapple How does a 19 do? Um, yes, uh, that is going to break free. The You break out of one of the chains, um, and it is 
essentially just uh, like, yeah, you are able to break free of one of them and uh, you are standing in the middle of these chains that are just like, you're able to rip them off of you and kind of stand in the middle of them, but they are like still all around you, actually between you and the chain devil itself. Uh, these chains are like sticking out of the ground, completely uh, encircling you. Okay, so they are kind of like, I can't move, is that what you're saying? You can, you would be moving through them and they would get an attack of opportunity on you if you did. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. All right, I was not expecting Hard this. battle. Um, it's a hard battle. Level up the 12. Hard uh, battle. <clears throat> no, you're good. <laughs> I'm just, I, uh, okay, so I'm surrounded. That's what I do. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, paying attention to the quotes. That is not good. So there, how many chains are there? Uh, there are four chains that are encircling you right now. Okay. Technically, the Horn Devil is like, or not the Horn Devil, the Chain Devil is like right there as well, because like you moved right up to its face. Okay. Um, but so I could hit it. You. Yes, no. I guess technically you can. Yeah, I think you can. Like, I, I think that these erupted right. For, so he is right in front of you. So I guess legally I have to let you hit them. No, no, that's fine. I, I'm just, I'm just clarifying. I, you could tell me no, and I wouldn't care. Like I would. Now technically, technically you are like within five feet of them. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I got two there though. That's what I know. All right, we're just gonna do it. We're gonna go for it. And just uh, Cosmo's just gonna. What he's gonna do is uh, he's just going to. He's just all right, Chet. That's our. That's gonna be the one. That's the guy. That's the target. Uh, so that it's not something I use all the time, but I feel like with a new weapon, I'm trying to get as we're trying things out here. Uh, so I'm actually going to use my bonus action to put Hunter's mark on him. Okay. All uh, right. And uh, hey, I'm Hunter, and this is my cool mark. <laughs> so, um, What's up, Jet? You know Hunter too? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this is my th um, yeah. No, I, I know Hunter, and I know his friend Mark. They used to get so high together in elementary school. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Hunter. Now that I've said that, Hunter's mark sounds like it's like oh yeah, that's that's Hunter. That's that's Hunter's mark. That's that's the, that's Hunter's friend Mark. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Uh, no, just more damage. Just more damage and yep. the advantage on checks or something. Okay. Yeah, it helps you find them easier. That's but fair. if they die during your attack, you can move it to someone else. It's, just, it's a spell I never use, but from a damage perspective, I'm just trying to kill shit. Um. Okay. So just I, one of the quotes that just came up in the in the chat. I just it. It, it's very on, a uh, very on, like with this episode because it was one of the ones that Felda said when he was the uh, wizard under, like the the undercover. That's magician. right. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> oh, where, where, where did, did the liquid come from? Oh god. Uh, anyway, sorry. Not that we need to do this episode anymore. We are far. We are. You're good. Way over time. Uh, even though we okay. started way late. 
All right, so first uh, attack on that devil or whatever he is. Oh, that it devil. Is uh, 21. Okay. And then, uh, that hits, for right. sure. Okay. The second one. Oh, let's go. Net 20. Hey. Yes. Hey. Homie's dead. Homie's dead. <laughs> He's dead. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. Smite damage. All right, so first attack. I was gonna say, there's a whole nother chain devil behind him. That's fine. It's cool. not been damaged. The first wait till it's wait till it starts its turn. It's <laughs> fair. Uh, first attack is for a seven eleven damage, and the second attack <laughs> is for all of the damage. Every damage. I uh, whatever. All of them. All the marbles. So let's see here. So 10, 20, 6. How does 52 damage do you? Oh, bye bye. That thing's gone. Oh, bye bye. How does it die? That's the best time to redeem a grog. That was great. Um, and Cosmo is just like, all right, that's our target. And he just like, ching, ching. And like the head just. Flops off. I think it's still attached by the chains too, so it kind of falls back down, and like oh. you see the chains start to unravel off of its body, and all the chains just immediately go slack, the ones that came out of the ground, and like slither back into the ground, and then like like it just as this thing falls down and just turns to dust, and the chains are just the only thing that's left. Um, and the uh, you hear uh, Chet go. All right, that was. That was pretty dope. All right. You know what? Let's go with this thing full power, huh? And uh, you are now attuned to the Gladius of the Everfighter. Sick. Let's go. Okay. Um, I feel like I feel like I am just going to like feel this like Gohan like <laughs> power up um, because power up. I just turn around and uh to this other the other one behind me and i'm going to use my action surge okay there you go <laughs> awesome i love that uh, and um yeah damn because that is so i haven't used the fighter in a hot minute so that just means i get another normal attack right no i think it gives you a full action Hold it's on, a full action surge gives you a full action yeah okay so it's it's another you do your you get to do your whole turn again, minus bonus actions. Yeah. Which, I mean, at, at that point, is just two attacks for me. Yeah, but you can pump in smites. Smites. Assuming that I, 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 well, didn't I suppose. I it's didn't a burn. Oh, no, plus I have three. more. It's a plus three sword as well. Plus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's... So let's a plus three to hit and a plus three to damage. Plus yeah. three to hit, plus three damage. Okay, I'll have You're to... about to bring the smoke... Okay. All right, all right. All right. Here we go. You all can right. quickly add Bobby. Quickly add a plus three short sword to your character if you want to. I yeah. I'm pro. Right, I way. did add like a plain one just to make sure I'm proficient in it. Um, because I wasn't sure. But uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, first damage. First hit is a fifteen. 
Uh, no. But okay. But. Uh, second attack is that's pretty good. That's a twenty-six to hit. That does. Okay. Um. It's eleven better than the other one. Sure is. Well, the first one was a five. Or uh, whatever. <laughs> Something. Whatever minus eight. I don't remember. So confused. Something. Um. Okay, so we hit, um, and then can I move my, I'm so sorry, try not to take too long, and then, kids these the days. fuck out of this thing. Kids these days in the nine hells. My apologies. Fair dare. Okay, all right, so we're gonna hit him, and then uh, Cosmo's feeling invigorated because he just attuned himself with this weapon. Um, so he's going to use all of the damage. So if he bumps it to a second level, so it's a, so it's two. It's three d eight because two for a smite, one because he's a fiend, and then I can bump it to. I think divine smite has a maximum. What's its maximum? Might has a max of five d eight. There we go. Okay. Only. <laughs> just the just that's it. So five d eight plus a d six plus three. Yep. Oh hell yeah. Plus the base stats of the weapon, plus his base attack, plus proficiency. All right. So sixteen. Twenty. Two, thirty-three, plus the plus three is thirty-six, plus my, it's plus four, so forty damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, you pretty much immediately bloody this this figure as you um as you as it sees you vivisect its compatriot. Uh, you basically jump over to it and uh, just like. And just start hacking down at it with this uh, this Gladius, who is just like the entire time, like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, that was a good that was a good one. That was a good. I like. Yep, that was a good one. I like that. Good job. <laughs> um, I think that is my turn. Okay. We're just gonna... Um. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, that's gonna bring us to the top of the order with Glenn. Uh, Glenn, with your uh, good perception, um, I'm going to say that you notice that uh, Jarkot's doing something else other than, it doesn't seem like he's picking up mushrooms anymore. He seems like he's drawing some sort of something on the ground uh, in the in the dust. Uh, and basically, he seems like he's doing something, like walking in like cir- uh, like a circle and like what you would recognize probably as drawing sigils. Uh... That's fair. Glenn is going to yell out to Jargot, like, you better not leave without us. You're our way home. And Glenn's going to, again, creep from the shrouds, because he can. Um, He's going for the big bad. She's just, she doesn't look like she's doing well, and Glenn wants to help aid that experience. So (laughs) uh, Glenn is going to, and because she's, the spirit guardians work for 
Advantage? She's out of it, though. She's out of it. She's 20 feet in the air. Okay. Then the same thing I did last time. I'm going to bonus action, just hide a little bit. And I am going to shoot again with the air render, this time without an air of anchoring, because it's inner calf. Um, And you know what? Just because when else are you going to be lucky besides in the nine hell? I'm going to roll one of those again. Great. Uh, 19 plus 11, 30 to hit. I keep forgetting <laughs> that, that Bobby has, that, that Cosmo has the lucky amulet that he never uses. No. Ever. <laughs> nope. Hold on, um, okay, it. so you said 30 to hit? 30 to hit. That definitely hits. Good. Um, great. Uh, and then that's a D8 plus 66 again. But not, but not doubled, unfortunately. Yeah, times. There's uh, so many uh, items I have that I never use. I mean, hell, we've been playing this campaign for two years, and I used a skill for the first time tonight. <laughs> I just... I was like, Smash. hey! Well, also, opportunity attacks are very niche for me, because they're never trying to run away from me. They're just, like, in my face. True. And so That's I'm like, fair. ah, in your face! Uh, that is going to be, while he's saying in your face, uh, that is going to be 12, 18, 20, 21 plus 7, 27 damage to, uh, your, your flappy girl. Glenn, you, you pull out the air render and just with the practiced aim uh, that you have, you know, sunk into so many enemies at this point with this weapon. Uh, it's travel, I mean, originally coming from Jargot himself, uh, having traveled with you uh, since Rockdale, uh, you let this this uh, arrow made out of air fly through the air and just like blasts, uh, blasts just like uh, Madame Marsh right in the back. And you see them just for a second, like their wings stop and they start to like, lose altitude and Rangrim you see them kind of like you notice it before it's like before it's happening but she is falling directly towards you and like graspy arms uh trying to grab you uh roll me a dexterity saving throw Rangrim go resilient let's yeah let's go resilient and Bobby Oh, he's you way out of range. Yeah, I'm, you. Oh. I'm backed up a little bit. Oh, well, well still, that's a 23. Hey, so. uh, you dodge out of the way, as you can tell that she was trying to grasp that cloak and tear it off of you as she crashes to the ground hard and just slides across the ground, just covered, and you can see now, just covered in blood, like, absolutely. And you can see that this air ender hole, it's just like, there is, a, a, like, a hole blown through the center of her chest. Uh, and she like coughs up blood on the ground next to you, Rangrim, and goes, You may be able to make it out of here, but when my brother finds out about what you did, he'll kill each and every one of you. <coughs> Wherever the hell you go when you die here, say hi to your brother when he gets there. And Rangrim's gonna put his foot between her shoulder blades and rip her wings off. Oh my oh, god. Uh, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. I think that uh, in the physical state that you are in, being so upset and so hurt as you are and just 
Rangrim's anger comes through again, and you just pull and just feel them disconnect, and then you just feel the skin beneath it just tear as you rip these two wings off of her, and as, and as you do so, they just like begin to dissolve in your hands, uh, just down to the bone, and you're basically just holding like these two long wing bones um, as you see the the form of Madame Marsh uh, basically just turn to dust and start to blow away uh, in the uh, ever-present wind of these these fire planes. Um, awesome. Uh, hey, awesome. Jogog, can you do can you do anything with these? And he's gonna like hold up the bones that he still has. Are these good for you? <laughs> he's like still coughing up blood. <laughs> can you do this with your magic stuff? Am I uh, helping? I found mushrooms. Uh, I, found, <laughs> I found stuff. He looks over at you as he's like stops in like the drawing of like these sigils and goes, "Oh yeah, definitely keep those. Those are." the wings of a horned devil we can make something really cool out of those i think uh and he's like continuing to draw the sigils on the ground we're still in combat though because there's still one demon fiend uh yes there is still one uh one devil chain devil left uh so glenn it is back to your turn <laughs> i attacked i bonus action hit i think i'm done so yeah i'm done go ahead okay um all right, this chain devil is going to uh, doing the same thing that the other one did. He is going to stomp the ground and summon chains to come out of the ground around you, Cosmo. Um, and is how far is that? Is it is it within fifteen feet of me? No, it's not. It's uh, they're they're pretty fa- they're probably ten feet away from where your spirit guardians were at, like farther away out of range of it, because um, Cosmo had moved kind of far away. Um, Fair. So Cosmo, uh, two things are going to happen. He they're summoning these these chains, and then you see them turn and start to run, basically away from you. Um, but they summon these chains first, and you are going to take uh, four attacks from these chains. Okay. Um, okay. So. Do I get an oh. attack of opportunity when he runs away? Uh, yes, I guess you would. I'll give you that. You <laughs> Holy opportunity attacks. <laughs> no, you don't have Sentinel. Okay. I, agree. I just realized something nasty too about these that I'm I'm gonna I'll I'll ask the uh the room at large in a second here. Alright, so uh twenty-six to hit. Uh that definitely hits. Roll that damage. Uh, I mean, it's just a normal attack. Yeah, uh, it's also plus three. So 29 yes. hit. <laughs> you can also pump in as much of that smite as you want. Do can it he? for Moradin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on a hit. Yeah. Moradin's okay. on an opportunity attacks and pump smites. It's, I feel bad. It's such a broken game. You feel bad for the demon that's covered in chains that just tried to rip you apart? What? Well, I Who feel, are you? I feel bad for the DM to just, like, nuke... I'm just, all I wanted to do was kill your character that you've worked so hard on and played for two years, Bobby. I just, you know what? I really can't believe what you're doing. I I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, Schmattish. You think think Cosmo's lawful good because he's lawful good? No, Cosmo's lawful good because (laughs) I am. 100% true. 100% true. Cosmo's just RPing his bias, Bobby. Exactly. 
That's All right. awesome. Um, Glenn's probably RPing his BK for sure. Uh, no right. comment. Cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> we don't hit children. Rangram's just the Australian version of Dave. <laughs> That's rough. Um. All right. Cool. Well, so Is he Australian. It's Cockney. I don't know. I guess Cockney. Uh, Whatever. All the Cockney prisoners went to Australia, and that's how we got Australian accents. So that's fair. Uh, 10, 25. So Chaboy tries to run away. Cosmo's like, yeah, with his news found vigor and does 28 damage. Okay. It's still standing. Wow. That's fair. Um, I tried. It's still standing, but it is very, like, you. You swipe at it with this thing and catch it across its back, and like you see, kind of chains drop off it, and now it's kind of like limping and hobbling away. Seventeen, uh, uh, twelve. Nope. nope. Uh, Nineteen. Nope. And a twenty-two. Uh, just barely. <laughs> okay. Um, that is a that is eleven damage, um, and you are technically restrained again by one of these chains as it grabs you. Um, and so as you are restrained, this thing is hobbling away. Um, and that is going to bring us to uh, Rangrim. Uh, you just smote Madame Marsh and are holding these uh, these pieces of her wing bones in your heart, in your hands. Uh, and you see that this, this thing probably 30 feet away from you now is just running uh, into trying to get away into the, uh, the mist or the, the haze. Um, going rogue just in the moment. He's feeling it. That's offensive. Rangrim's gonna snap one of the wing bones and just throw it at it like a javelin. I'm no okay. longer offended. I totally support all your dreams. Uh, roll me. Uh, yeah, I guess roll <laughs> me what you would roll for a javelin. I don't. I don't even think it's an improvised weapon. Uh, roll me. Uh, I think that's a range attack. A strength with with a, a strength. Yeah, it is. A, it is a strength weapon. I'm gonna pull up the javelin real quick. If you're throwing it, it's dexterity. I think. No, I think it's, it's a strength weapon. Javelin is a strength one. They need to give a range strength uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I always thought that ranged attacks were no matter what dex. That's cool. I didn't know that. Sick. You have a two hand throw a great axe and it's a strength attack? That's gnarly. That's crazy. Um, so that's just an 18. Uh, I mean, that hits. And uh, I mean, gonna... in, in, unless it does anything fancy, it's just a D6. Uh, double that. Plus, <laughs> okay. Plus whatever. Okay, 12. <laughs> plus whatever you would add to it, I guess it would be your... Strength, strength modifier. If you're okay. proficient in the And proficient, yeah, and is it proficiency too or no? Yeah, he would Just be depends proficient on if, that. Yeah, that's, that was the next question, right? Uh, hold on, where? Why can't I find it? I guess it would just be whatever okay. you add to. So yeah, and ones. then it would just be um, plus seven, or yeah, it would be plus three. So you don't add proficiency to. So I'd, I would just add my strength, which is a plus three. So that's fifteen. Ragram, you huck this thing like a javelin across, and uh, Cosmo, you're watching this thing, and you're just like you're you're watching this this chain devil that is has wrapped you up and just attacked you, and is like you're like God, this thing's gonna get away, and then you see this 
hunk of bone come flying from downfield and just embed itself in this thing's back. And it just falls to the ground and skids across and then turns to dust and the half of a bone just kind of falls to the ground um, as this like pile of chains basically is now where the last chain devil was. And uh, with that, you all are officially out of combat. Um, and because it is so late, um, you see uh, the the uh, the three of you uh, look over and you see Jargot kind of like hobbling over with his uh, with his cane. And uh, as he walks over to you, you see a glowing, uh, what looks like a glowing teleportation sigil that has now been drawn onto the ground, illuminate. And he turns to you all and goes, that was quite a show. Does anyone want to go home? And that's where we're going to leave the session tonight. Good segue. That was good Did you yell Kobe? Did you yell Kobe when he threw the... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're going to retcon that, and yes. Yes, yes. he did. Kobe! Was a, it was about the beef. It was a call-out to the beef, though, not the... Yeah, just make sure it makes a recap, okay? Okay. Kobe's probably in the Nine Hells, would be my guess. Oh, so. He's a good dude, right? I don't know how that's relevant. Anyways. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.